0: Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Glitter Cast. I'm actually cheating a little bit this week. I'm going to air an episode that I aired on Witch Doctorate about a year ago, but it's about the cycles of the moon and basically why it's important to track that and how it affects us, just to give a little bit of an astrology refresher for you guys. I will be back next week with a new episode for Cancer Season And then the following week, I'm going to have my very good friend and host of the Voices for Justice podcast, Sarah Turney, on. So I'm all lined up with some new content for you guys. This week, I just got a little bit behind because I am up against a very serious writing deadline. So please enjoy this oldie but goodie. And I really appreciate any written reviews you can leave because this helps me grow and expand my audience. I hope you guys are surviving the eclipses. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will see you guys next week. Witch doctor. You heard the bell, which means today is a lab episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about working with the moon phases and sort of like the cycle of the moon because I think it's a really helpful way to kind of stay on task just with life in general, but it will, I think, help to describe sort of like the moods that people go through as the moon switches signs and also like how you can sort of harness these energies for witchy witchcraft, witchy witchcraft, my favorite thing. Okay. So the moon spends about two to two and a half days in each sign. So we are changing signs every two and a half days in that area. Now the moon does rule our emotions and it is sort of like the closest luminary to the earth. So it does have quite a significant impact on everyone. I will say that cancers are going to be the most affected by the moon changing signs and that's because cancer is ruled by the moon. Um, Another interesting thing about cancers is that there's a theory that when when the moon is sort of switching from full to a new moon, cancers lose their minds a little bit. Like they feel at home when the moon is full, but when it's new, they don't know where their home went and they get kind of insecure and wigged out a little bit. So... You might want to pay attention to your cancer friends or if you are a cancer yourself, um, be interesting to sort of pay attention to that. So I'm just going to sort of jump right into it uh, and starting from the beginning of the Zodiac, if we're looking at Aries. um, Also, if you are going to start taking this sort of, if you're going to sort of implement this into your own personal practice, I really recommend getting a moon tracker. It's really great because it'll tell you, you know, when the moon is switching signs, and usually there's a calendar so you can check on when the full and the and the new moons are. Full moons typically are going to be used for a banishing ritual, and new moons are typically for setting intentions. And this is because at a new moon there's no moon, but then the light begins to grow, and so the idea is like in this darkness you're planting a seed, and then it begins to manifest and grow. And at a full moon, you know, there's, there's plenty of light and you can sort of see what's not working for you anymore. And you sort of, you know, we'll, we'll do your banishing. And then with, as the light disappears into a new moon, so we'll sort of like these problems or habits or people that you want to get rid of. So that's just a little bit of detail that you can use when you're trying to construct your own spells. I will say that a desire to cast a spell and a f- like a a pull from the universe to cast a spell is going to trump any of that. Um, Whether it's a new moon or full moon, whatever, if you feel like casting a spell and you feel like the time is right, it probably is. Listen to your intuition. Okay. So, oh, by the way, my window is open. So you might hear like birds or cars driving by and sorry if it's distracting, but it's a nice day. Okay. (laughs) Going into the zodiac. So the moon, when the moon is in Aries, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So Aries energy tends to be really daring, um, adventurous, you know, people, people can get a little bit riled up by Aries energy. It's a good time to start new projects because Aries loves to start new projects. Um, But there's also, you know, when we're looking at sort of the shadow side of Aries, when the moon is in Aries, people could get a little bit irritable, a little bit snappy. Impatience is a big thing when it comes to Aries. Um, and when the Aries moon is around, you might also feel rushed. Um, relationships can can um, sort of speed up when the moon is in Aries because it's our emotions. The moon is our emotions and Aries wants things to move quickly. My moon is in Aries and so I tend to form bonds very quickly and sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not. So it's just something that you'll want to be mindful of when the moon is in Aries. Um, you know, if some people just get... I don't know. They just get kind of hopped up. It's good though, because it will bring you a boost in energy level. Uh, so if you can harness that, uh, and just sort of go, 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 and start to get things done, uh, you'll be using that energy effectively. It's just sort of that like get up and go type of vibe. If we're moving on, um, from, oh yeah. And also like people can be a little bit selfish when the moon is in Aries as well. I'm not sure if I said that, um, moving on from there, if we're looking at the moon in Taurus, T- the moon loves to be in Taurus. The moon doesn't love to be in every sign. Like it's not that happy in Scorpio, but the moon loves to be in Taurus. Uh, Taurus is one of my favorite signs and it's because it's about like the finer things in life. It's about self care and that's not, you know, it's not all that Taurus is about. Um, but it's a really good time to sort of, um, do some grounding work, do some root work. Anytime this, the moon is in an earth sign, it's a good time to do like money or manifestation magic. Torah's energy does sort of deal with the things that make us feel secure. So, you know, anything, any sort of magic that you'll want to do around the success of like a job interview or money magic is going to be good here. Um, On the shadow side of Taurus energy is, you know, Taurus is all about feeling secure. And if if you haven't been able to find an internal as well as an external security, it can be a really stressful time. So it's a good time to sort of pamper yourself and and, you know, remind yourself of your self-worth. But for the most part, it's just a really nice, happy energy. Of course, if we're looking at astrology from, you know, and more of an elevated level, there are going to be other factors that will deal with what the energy is happening on any particular day because of the way that planets aspect each other. But if we're just talking about the moon and we're just focusing on the moon, um, it's, it's going to be a kind of a, kind of a laid back calm time. And this is a good time to like do a little bit of shopping, treat yourself a little bit, but don't overspend. Uh, Taurus is really good at finding deals as well. So it's a good time to sort of do a little bit of that bargain shopping. The Virgo is really, really good at that as well. Um, you know, look out for being too stubborn when the Moon is in Taurus as well, because that is a sort of shadow aspect of Taurus. Um, you know, it it could be hard to let go let go of a grudge um, because once you piss off a Taurus, it's sort of like it can take some time to like to rebuild that relationship. So. Try to watch about, like, if you're holding on to anger, if you're holding on to things. um, And, you know, don't buy unnecessarily when the moon is in Taurus. But other than that, it's a wonderful, beautiful time. And you should eat delicious, wonderful food and, you know, like, take a bubble bath. Or go hiking. Do something outside. Connect with the Earth. Okay. So, if we're moving on from there. And we're looking at when the moon moves into Gemini. This is... This is a really good time to be active on social media because a lot of people will be drawn to, drawn to social media because Gemini does sort of rule social media and our communications. So it's a good time to post like photos of yourself and comment on other people's, but you don't want to get too sucked into social media land. When the moon is in Gemini, whenever the moon is in Gemini, I'm like, okay, I gotta I got to limit my social media because it's really easy to get sucked in. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It rules the mind. So it's a very cerebral sign. It's a really cerebral time. So you really want to pay attention to grounding when the moon is in Gemini. Um, on the flip side of that, it's a really good time to learn something. Gemini are extremely quick learners. So if there's something that you've been wanting to pick up as a form of study, do it when the moon is in Gemini. Gemini. Uh, If you are wanting to do any sort of spell work, I would use this for, you know, like throat chakra work or if you have some sort of, you know, like business talk coming up. If you have to do some public speaking, it's a good time to sort of like, you know, try to do it when there's Gemini energy or just like cast your spell around the time when there's Gemini energy. Um, Gemini energy loves to catch up with people over the phone or even in person, but you know, that's happening less and less right now. Cause we're still, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You guys, just, just in case some of you guys forgot, I don't think anyone listening to this forgot, but it's crazy how people are just like you down and going about their life. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> when the moon is in Gemini, one of the things that you'll want to look out for is sort of like, you know, people who are a little bit, being a little bit trickstery, like if you think there might be something shady going on, or if you feel like is like someone's trying to convince you a little bit too much of something, um, try to step back a little bit and let the let the energy cool off. The thing about Gemini is it's ex, it's an extremely cerebral sign because it can it's the twins. It can see things from multiple perspectives, and so you know on the shadow side of Gemini, there is a possibility for nip, for manipulation. So be careful with that. And then also, you know, when the moon is in Gemini, it's really easy to get bored. And the shadow side of Gemini, when it's bored, will sort of like be a little shit stirrer and like, you know, create create weird dynamics within relationships. But a positive aspect of Gemini will use that energy to really learn and study and self-improve and be charming and flirty. When the moon is in Gemini, it's a great time to flirt and people will be open to like, you know, small talk and communication. So it's a good time to get to know people and to sort of, you know, start building on relationships that aren't necessarily developed yet. So it's a, it's a good time for like harvest, like, you know, planting the seeds for relationships that you want to become deeper later, but it can be a little bit surface level. Um, okay. So moving on from there. Okay. So we've gone through Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and now we're in cancer. And Cancer is very nurturing and it's very psychic and it's very empathic and the moon loves to be in cancer as well because that's its home. The moon loves being in Taurus, Cancer and Sagittarius pretty much. Those are like its favorite places to be. Um, and so when the moon moves into cancer, people tend to get emo and it's because cancer is like, one of the most emotional signs. It's a water sign. All of the water signs are pretty emotional, but cancer is like emo. It's pretty emo. So watch that about yourself. You know, there's a tendency to get pearly nostalgic. Um, some people will miss their moms when the moon's in cancer. It is a good time to catch in to check in with your mom though, when the moon's in cancer, because it's sort of like rules motherhood. And your psychic abilities and your empathic abilities will be heightened when the moon is in any water sign. But when it's in cancer, we become kind of especially empathic. So it's a good time to sort of put up some you know, maybe carry some black tourmaline or put up some extra psychic defenses because you don't want to expose yourself to too many emotions and then feel like, oh, maybe I can't, you know, like maybe I don't have a handle on this or I'm crying uh, on at a commercial because it had a golden retriever dog and it was really happy while it was leaning its head out of the window. I don't know. It turns you into a pregnant lady. I don't know else to explain it. Uh, if you are not happy in the love department, you're going to have to watch out for cancer when the moon is in cancer because it is the worst. It's so, it is so, woe is me. I remember when I was single and I was like pining after people and the moon would get in cancer and it was like, forget it. I'm just going to stuff my face and be a crazy person watching ancient aliens holding my rat. Rest in power, cuckoo. Okay. Um, On the shadow side of cancer, you know... <sighs> cancer really does get its security from emotional validation and from feeling like it's emotionally cared for. And for that reason, uh, cancer can get a little bit jealous and a little bit possessive because it wants to feel like it has that emotional security, especially within partnerships. So, you know, you may want to just sort of watch out. Am I becoming jealous? Am I becoming possessive? Am I resentful of uh, other people's relationships? Because there's, there's something that I'm not receiving emotionally uh, that other people have. So like watch, watch resentment levels when we're in, when the moon's in cancer and, you know, try to find just your own self-satisfaction. Cancer is a perfect time to nurture yourself. You know, it's nice if you're in a relationship and you can nurture each other because you will, when the, when the moon's in cancer, you will feel fulfillment, nurturing other people, but you have to watch out that you're not over nurturing. You know, it's got to be a give and take, but if you're a single use cancer, use the moon and cancer as an excuse to nurture yourself, take a bath, like that sort of a thing. Just like turn off your phone. That's what I used to do when I was single. When the moon's in cancer, turn off my phone, just like tell myself I'm a princess and brush my own hair and like do my nails. That's can't that's moon and cancer type stuff. And then, you know, when the moon's in cancer, it's sort of like, just be at home because cancer does rule the home. And it's like, I don't know, for me when the moon's in cancer, it's like, I don't want to go out anywhere. I just want to be cozy. Cozy is the key word for when the moon's in cancer. Um, When it comes to spell work, you can do anything, you know, like anything to protect your home. Any sort of home magic is going to be really good, Um, but also things to build up your intuition. If the moon is in Cancer too, anytime the moon goes through a water sign, you might want to pay attention to your dreams. Um, This will be especially true when the moon is in Pisces, which I'll get to, but you know, when the moon is in a water sign, pay attention to your dreams because you may be getting some, you know, some sort of emotional message from the other side coming through that way. Um, okay. Moving into Leo. So Leo comes after cancer and I always feel so grateful for Leo energy to come in after I've had like an emotional two and a half days while the moon was in cancer because Leo is kind of a superficial sign and I think we need that. You know, every sign has has a purpose to balance out another sign and I think that, you know, Leo does do a good job of balancing out the energies after we've been in Cancer and we've been emo little babies because then the Leo energy comes out and it's like, "Okay, I'm proud. I'm going to, you know, not be as emotional. Right now I'm going to be a little bit more ego-driven." Leo's ruled by the sun. So it's it's our ego. Um, and you know, it's a good time to just sort of like reconnect with your warmth. Um, it's a really creative time as well. And it's like, it's sunny. So you'll, you know, not only will you be feeling better about yourself, but you'll be able to sort of bring joy to other people. Um, Scorpios and Leos have a tendency to not necessarily get along because, uh, Leo is ego and Scorpio is the death of ego. But I have a friend, Sam and she's a leo and every time i talk to her it's her warmth just radiates into every conversation like even when she's not in a great mood which which she's never lashed out on me ever but like even if i can feel like she's down she's warm um and that's just like the really redeeming wonderful quality of leo Uh, you know, it's a time to take out your strength, you know, dust yourself off, allow yourself to reconnect with your pride. It's a good time to like wear a bold lipstick, do your, you know, do your hair. Leo's are all about their hair and it's time to just be like, okay, I'm not going to be a little baby anymore. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to put on a a badass outfit and I'm going to look amazing and I'm just going to feel myself. Leo is a sign of feeling yourself, which is true because on the shadow side of Leo, and I'm not referring to my friend Sam in this instance, but I did briefly date a Leo guy. And sometimes he just talked about things to, like, I felt like just to talk. And I was like, you need to shush. You need to shush because this is not interesting. And I don't like it. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that might be one of the things you have to watch out for when the, when the moon is in Leo, like, are you, are you talking about things too much because they interest you and they don't interest other people? Like read the room a little bit better when the moon is in Leo to make sure that like, you're not just like satisfying something within your ego and that people are actually interested in connecting with you. I don't want to give you a complex about when the moon is in Leo. I'm just saying like, check your self-awareness. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Um, On the shadow side of Leo, it can be like, you know, Leo loves to illuminate things, and it's all about pride and strength, and sometimes Leo can, without tact, shine a light on other people's shortcomings, and it can be a little bit, like, insensitive or snobby, so just, you know... If, it, if the moon is in Leo, and I'm not talking about signs because I'm talking about when the moon are in, is in these signs because we're all affected by this energy as the moon travels through the zodiac. So this is not pertinent only to Leos. This is information for all of us. But when the moon's in Leo, just watch out that you're not being insensitive and you're not being snobby, you know. Um, your standards will be higher when the when the moon is in Leo, and definitely when the moon is in Taurus and Virgo as well. Your standards will be higher. Um, so just you know, like try try to try to mellow out the energies a little bit. You know, when you know the good and the bad aspects of the energy, you can sort of find a healthy middle middle ground. Um, okay, so moving from Leo to Virgo, Virgo comes in it's an earth sign, and it sort of brings us back down to earth. And this can be kind of a harsh transition because Leo is very like proud and feeling yourself and like, yeah, like I'm pretty great. And then Virgo is like sees everything that is wrong with every situation. And so when the moon is in Virgo, you have to be careful that you don't pick yourself apart. It's a really good time to uh, edit things. It's such a good time to do editing and to organize whenever the moon moves into Virgo. I'm like, okay, time to, time to look at my planner, time to check on my sort of like what, you know, my task management, uh, what needs to get done, what needs to get cleaned. Virgo loves to clean. It loves clean cleanliness. It loves tidiness. It loves organization. It's hyper-efficient. So Virgo, when Virgo energy comes up, it's one of those days where you're going to like sort of like wake up early and just be ready to get down to work. And it's like a whistle while you work type of sign. Virgo loves working. And it's so, you know, we're, you know, it's, it's a good time to just like, don't waste Virgo energy, you know, don't sit on the couch, sit on the couch when, when it's time for a break, but don't sit on the couch all day. Don't sit on the couch all night when the moon is in Virgo, get your ass up, And work on the things that you want to work on, learn something, you know, it's, it's a sign that's ruled by Mercury. And that's all about, you know, in in addition to, to Gemini, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. And that is all about, you know, our brains taking in information. So if there's like a problem that you've been trying to solve when the moon is in Virgo, you might solve it. If you've been trying to, you know, learn a song and you keep getting hung up on this one chord, it might be, you know, the day that you have the breakthrough because like you're, there's like a dexterity to Virgo, uh, that where it's just, you can just da, 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 like get things done and they sort of snap into place. Now on the shadow side of Virgo, you know, this sign is a perfectionist. And if you start to pick yourself apart and get hurt on yourself, just distract yourself with work. You know, just distract yourself with even if they're little tasks like Virgo will be happy reorganizing the kitchen, like taking all the dishes out, wiping down, you know, like wiping down the cabinets and then putting them back in like, you know, deep clean or organize or do something like that. If you start getting hurt on yourself, because as long as you're being efficient in some way and you're finding a way to direct your energy in a a way that's productive, you'll be making that sort of that Virgo energy happy. Uh, and it'll it'll help you get over that sort of like weird perfectionist state that Virgo can go into sometimes. I think that when it comes to Mercury and we're looking at different spells that we can do, I think that a road opener spell is kind of a good one because it's just such a good energy for putting things into place. So, And again, anything that has to do with communication or organization is going to be perfect. Uh, moving on from that, The moon will then move into Libra, which is one of my favorite signs ever, because it is the sign of balance and harmony and beauty. And we definitely need that after sort of tweaking out on the Virgo energy. (laughs) Um, And again, remember, don't be hard on yourself when the moon is in Virgo. When we come into Libra, it's sort of like, okay, we just got all this work done and now we can feel we get a moment to like catch our breaths and relax because Libra just wants things to sort of be like balanced out and laid back. Now, if you don't use the Virgo energy to get work done, this is when the fact that you are off task and not balancing your, you know, not balancing out work and play and you're just sort of playing. um, This is when that will become apparent. So, Um, Make sure that you use the Virgo energy to get things done, because if you don't and you keep up with procrastination, once the Libra energy comes in to like sort of bring some relaxation and calm, you won't be able to enjoy it as much. So, you know, um, we're looking at Libra energy and when the moon is in Libra, it's also a really good time to do negotiations if there are any sort of conflicts going on in your life right now, and you can wait until the moon moves into Libra, it's, that's a good time to sort of like smooth things over because it's a very diplomatic energy. It can see things from like two points of view and find a middle ground. So it's very much like, you know, we're going to find a place where we can sort of like come to a resolution, Um, you know. When it comes to the shadow side of Libra energy, though, you know, it can become a little bit of a self-absorbed energy. So watch out for that. But also, like, you might deserve to be a little bit self-absorbed. Libra is one of those, when the moon's in Libras, it's one of those times, just like when the moon is in Cancer, where it's kind of like you want to do some self-care stuff. Uh, I always look for Libra and Taurus to do my self-care stuff because it's just sort of like you have permission to take care of yourself. You don't need to feel bad about that. And it's sort of like the universe is like, hey, time to do some self-care. Cancer's too. I'm like, you know what? Just always be taking a bath. Just always take a bath. Um, (laughs) Libra is a good time to uh, get romantic because it's, you know, it's ruled by Venus and it's it's a sign of relationships and it's a sign of love. It's a good time to do love magic, to call in a soulmate, to call in a partner. I don't really recommend putting love spells on specific people it usually doesn't it, i've never had it go the way that i wanted to even when i was like a little girl and i was 12 and i was putting love spells on people uh i like i never got to date those guys when i was in middle school but when we all grew up and they became like skeezy they were like hollering at me and i'm like no no you've already peaked i'm good I just need to, I need to learn how to accelerate my witchcraft though. It's like, uh, happens at the time that I want it, but no, like it's totally a thing where it's sort of like, if you put love spells on people, it can be a situation where when you want it, you don't get it. And then when you don't really care about it anymore, it pops up, which is like dating back to when I was in middle school. That's sort of kind of been the way that it's gone. Plus, like putting love spells on a specific person, you're like actually handing your energy over to that person. And then it also can make you kind of insane and crazy because you'll be looking at that person, seeing if your love magic is working and you can like misread signs or, you know, like misinterpret friendliness for romance. So it's just like, you know, don't. If you're going to do some sort of like love spell, do an attraction spell because then it sort of highlights your own qualities Versus the qualities of someone else. You do a love spell on someone else. You're telling the universe you're you want to you want to feel in love with that person. They still have free will. So, if you do a spell that's more about like highlighting and accenting your the things that make you beautiful and bringing those out, it will make you attractive. Versus you sort of like, you know, trying to get your claws into someone. Uh, another thing about Libra energy is. I love to burn pink candles when the moon is in Libra because it just sort of feel it just sort of like fills my house with like a, a really nice, calm Venus energy. And it's an air sign. so it will it will be sort of like a cerebral harmony, which I don't think people always think about because it's sort of like, okay, I'm relaxed, but when I'm not relaxed, like I'm high and strung and I have anxiety. And so, if you look at it as a point from like the moon is in Libra, I'm going to embrace, you know, cerebral balance, then it's sort of like things can calm down in the brain department. And it's a really good time to have gratitude and appreciation for the things that you have accomplished as well. So, it's a good time to pat yourself on the back uh, you know, be forgiving on yourself. We just, you know, we just had that Virgo energy, which can get, you know, very, very harsh and we can be very hard on ourselves and Libra energy is a little bit more of a, like, you know what you gave it, you gave it the honest effort. Good for you. Uh, let's go give ourselves a pedicure. Okay. So moving on from that, um, oh yeah, Green candles are good too. It's a good time to do uh, heart chakra work. Okay. Moving on from that, we go into creepy weirdo, Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm allowed to say all of the weird things about Scorpios because Scorpios are freaks, dude. They're obsessive little monsters. Um, when the moon moves into Scorpio, the moon really doesn't like to be in Scorpio, and it's because Scorpio is obsessive, and it like you know, Scorpio is one of the most psychic signs. It is. It's a water sign, and because it's ruled by Pluto and pluto is the planet that's the furthest out and it has ties with the underworld and it has ties with the subconscious and things that we can't see um and the moon rules our emotions when the moon is sort of like playing in these energies like it can make people crazy when they're like i know like i know that something's going on i just don't know what it is i'm going to find out what it is and then it's like you get all like weird internet stalker and creepy on your exes like just don't go there if you're going to get obsessive about something get obsessive about like I don't know, like I want to say conspiracy theories, but I know how unhealthy conspiracy theories can make people. So like that's my personal joke for myself. Don't don't get like Alex Jones on me. You know, like don't don't stop listening to this to start listening to Alex Jones. He is crazy. Maybe listen to Alex Jones once just to see how insane he is and then don't listen to it anymore. He like said some crazy. He said some crazy shit one time that like what he does is he fear mongers people. He tells them that there's something in their water that makes frogs gay. For real. He's like, there's something in the water. It's making our frogs gay. And like he gets all red and his like his face gets all red. And like he like puffs up like it's crazy. He, like when Alex Jones is on one of his tangents, like it's fucking nuts. And it's all acting, by the way. Like he's definitely aware of the fact that he's a fear So he'll be like, yeah, like this water is going to, you know, I don't have a problem with gay people. But if this water is turning the frogs gay, it'll definitely make your son gay. And all the macho like toxic masculinity people who are listening to it are like, no I can't have a gay son like because of the water and then he sells them his like Alex Jones water purifier he also uh when the pandemic broke he sold a toothpaste that he claimed killed the coronavirus which is like just stop just just freaking stop I like, I can't, I can't. He like sells crazy vitamins. I like that. See, oh my God, I'm getting so Scorpio right now. I'm getting obsessive about how crazy Alex Jones is. This is a perfect example. I didn't even realize I was doing it of like obsessive Scorpio behavior. So this is what you have to look forward to when the moon is in Scorpio, because you will just like fixate on something in your brain. Like Scorpio, when the moon is in Scorpio or when someone like is having a lot of like Plutonian transits in their chart, or there's a lot of Scorpio energy in the, in the air. It's like your brain just starts to like, I don't know, like tunnel, tunnel into information of crazy. And, um, you know, one thing about Scorpio energy, because it does have this like obsessive psychic, psychic nature to it is that, you know, I think that people will channel each other without realizing it, especially if they have like psychic qualities to them, but they aren't necessarily trained. I had a hell of a time learning psychic defense and cutting cords and learning how to cut, cut cords and cut channels with people because um, I think when, you know, you know, having really strong Scorpio aspects myself, um, Scorpio, it's about deep connections and it's like, it's the sign of sex. So it's a pretty much as intimate as you can get. And if you are like obsessed with someone, you might, begin to channel them and get like real crazy in your mind about another person, which is why, you know, on the shadow side of Scorpio, like they're very, they can be very possessive and jealous because, you know, like they think like there's, it's a suspicious sign. It's a spine. It's a sign that's like, I know, I know you're up to something. What is it that you're up to? And sometimes someone is up to something and sometimes someone is not up to something. But the bottom line is if you can't find any definitive proof to someone being up to something, you're just the crazy person pointing fingers. So don't let yourself be crazy Scorpio. Be good obsessive Scorpio. If you're going to be good obsessive Scorpio, then study something really fiercely and find ways to, you know, improve your life. Scorpio, you know, Scorpio energy is really good for shadow work because Scorpio will is not afraid to go to the depths of the psyche and that's where our shadow side lives. And that's where we sort of like hide from ourselves and hide from ourselves the ways in which we're self-destructive. So if we're looking at things from a magical standpoint, when the moon is in Scorpio, I mean, this is the best time to banish. You won't get a better time to banish. If you, if there's a full moon in Scorpio, you better be banishing something. Call yourself a witch running around here. Actually, I don't care. Do whatever you want, but uh, just live your life. Um, (laughs) when the moon is in Scorpio, you know, um, there can be a tendency to be really hard on yourself as well. Similarly to when the moon's in Virgo, but it's because like, it's, it's kind of like a darker, more depressing, like, um, you know, like what's wrong with me? Like, why am I like this? And if you start to feel like that when it comes to Scorpio energy, do a banishing and just, you know, make a vow to yourself and set an intention that you're not going to, uh, you're not going to stay on this cycle anymore. Scorpio is a sign of rebirth, which is why it's perfect for banishing because it, it's all about shedding, shedding the skin, you know, um, in addition to, in addition to the scorpion, um, Scorpios are sort of ruled by snakes, which shed their skin. So anything that has to do with like being reborn or, you know, shedding old ways and breaking patterns is going to be perfect, perfect, perfect for a uh, Scorpio energy. I have like, I have like such, you know, and I mean, you could even given you know you can even offer these things to death because scorpio rules death. I have like a weird I have like a weird affinity with uh death and rebirth, but you know one of the reasons is because I have had so many sort of like rebirths in my life and restarts in my life, but I'm a Scorpio, I was born in Phoenix and my name is Renee, which means rebirth and obviously the phoenix is sort of like the bird that like came up from the ashes, so it just feels like it's a really strong part of my energy. Uh, and I, I you know one of the problems with Scorpio is you have to sort of remember, you know, when it is and when it is not time to let go of something because sometimes if they don't want to deal with it, a Scorpio will just like cut something out of its life. So, you know, be, be smart with your, you know, be smart with your sort of like banishing acts and the things that you decide to get rid of. Um, Scorpio on its shadow side can also be really self-destructive because it has that desire to, uh, destroy so that something can be reborn. So look out for self-destructive qualities in yourself and in other people when the moon is in Scorpio. Um, moving on from there, um, after we're in this dark sort of murky, oh, and also again, Scorpio is a really psychic sign and it is, uh, affiliated with the afterlife. So when the moon's in Scorpio, it's a really good time to try mediumship or connect with, uh, souls that are beyond the veil as well. A little bit of a veil thinning when the moon's in Scorpio. Okay. Moving on from there. Now we're going into Sagittarius, which again, we, you know, I think that there's a really beautiful rhythm to the Zodiac when we look at, you know, when we move out of Scorpio into Sagittarius Sagittarius is way lighter. Scorpio is so like, so dark and dense and deep. And there's a lot of depth happening there, a lot of emotional depth. And Sagittarius is the, is the thing that sort of pulls us out of that and is like, let's be like, let's be optimistic. Like, let's bring some joy into our space. Uh, let's be adventurous. Like, you know, let's like, like, come on, like crawl out of your cave, you weirdo Scorpios. Let's go hike a mountain instead. So Scorpio, you know, um, it's going to bring that enthusiasm and, and adventure back into our lives. And it's an extremely generous sign as well. So it's very much going to be about like spreading that love and spreading that joy. The moon loves, 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 loves to be in Sagittarius because it's just sort of like a party for everyone. Like every, you know, everyone's got cheer and everyone's got joy. Um, it's a good time to, to do something adventurous and to do something out of the ordinary. ordinary. If you're, you know, the type of person who would schedule their life around the the zodiac calendar when the moon is in Sagittarius look into taking a little trip look at you know it, it Sagittarius does rule travel um especially to distant lands Gemini rules travel as well but it's more like local travel and day trips um you know when the moon is in Sagittarius too there's a tendency to get really philosophical because it is a philosophical sign and it's you know um it's esoteric scorpio is going to be more occult and uh sagittarius is going to be more esoteric so it's sort of about that like divine truths and um you know different just just read some manly p hall you'll be fine when the moon when the moon's in sagittarius hike a mountain so you have your adventure and then just read some some hall it'll be fine Um, but I know what I mean? It is a good time to have those sort of like soul conversations with people, um, where there's sort of like an understanding we can become understanding with people. Um, Scorpio is a good time if you want to get deep with someone. Sagittarius is a good time if you want to get philosophical with someone. Um, when it comes to casting a spell, I mean, man, if you can, if you can cast a spell and you can wait until the moon is in Sagittarius, that's probably when I would do it because it's like one of the most auspicious times and the moon, the moon is feeling generous and the universe is feeling generous. So it's sort of like, you know, when, when you have a parent that says no, so you go ask the parent that will say yes, Sagittarius is a parent that will say yes, um, One of the problems behind, you know, Sagittarius energy, though, is that you might not know when to say no. Uh, You have to, you know, Sagittarius is really good at pushing boundaries, but you have to sort of read the room to decide whether or not that boundary should be broken or should be pushed. So, you know, be respectful of other people's boundaries and be, uh, you know, kind of watch your self-awareness because... Uh, Sagittarius energy wants to expand, 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 expand. And some people don't want you coming into their space. So be mindful of that. You know, if someone, if you're, (laughs) if you're in a really happy, like, um, jovial mood, but like you're trying to get someone else to come on that level with you and they don't, they don't want to go there with you. Like don't, don't make them just like let people be unhappy and move on to like the other weird pixie fairy monsters, uh, that are on that level with you. You know, everyone has, the energy that they vibe with and the energy that they don't. And some people just like don't want to be as excited as that. <laughs> like don't want to be as excited as Sagittarius will get. Um, One of the things that's bad about, you know, when the moon is in Sagittarius, you have to look out for like details because <sighs> Sagittarius can get really like can get really big picture and miss the small details of something. So like it can be hard to manifest a dream because there are details that need to go into building that dream. And sometimes Sagittarius will sort of like skate over those details. So you have to remember You know, um, it's, it's good for, it's good for dreaming and it's good for sort of like, um, theorizing on what you want to do. And it's good um, at putting energy into like, you know, the creative aspects of things, but you can't only ride that. Like you'll have to, uh, you'll have to remember that there needs to be work and detail that goes into anything that you want to accomplish, which will be, you know, which will save us as we move into Capricorn, which isn't, you know, the next sign. But again, you know, when the moon's in Sagittarius, honestly, like do any sort of spell that you want because the universe is feeling generous. Um, I will say that there, you know, um, road opening is good for this too. But I mean, this would be good for like big, big picture stuff. Big picture stuff is good when there's um, a moon in Sagittarius. Um, Another thing that you have to watch out for when it comes to the energy of Sagittarius is like just tone it down with the tangents because sometimes like once you get a Sagittarius going, they don't stop. I have like, I have a brother who's a Sagittarius and if you get him to go on a vegan rant, you will wish for death. You for sure will wish for death because sometimes the argument is not reasonable. It's just, uh, enthusiastic and I have no problems with vegans. I was vegan for eight years and that's not even where I'm trying to bring the conversation right now. All I'm saying is that like, if the moon is in Sagittarius, like watch your own tangents and try not to like push other people to the point where they will go on a tangent because it will not stop. And it won't even be like, it won't even be logical arguments because it's just like, once that fire gets going, it's just like, duh, 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 and you're just like, Oh my God, shut up. You like, this needs to stop right now. Okay. Moving into Capricorn. Uh, so going in from Sagittarius, we'll go into Capricorn and Capricorn energy. You know, a lot of Capricorns get a, get flack for being cold or being unemotional. Um, and I don't think it's that. I think that Capricorn's just like composure. So you can expect like some emotional composure happening right now. I have a Capricorn rising and sometimes my partner's like, you don't ever cry. Like you really don't. You don't ever get angry. You don't ever get pissed off and I'm like, because I like to be in control. I like like I like to be in control of my composure. And I think that's a very Capricorn thing, is it's just like it can come across as buttoned up, but it's just sort of like a situation where Capricorn likes to kind of like Capricorn energy likes to sort of keep its wits about it and like keep a discerning eye so that it can take in information and then, you know, act in a way that's a little bit more finessed. So I think Capricorns are pretty misunderstood because they just do have like, you know, even when it comes to emotions, there will be a patience there because they're like, I'm going to take in this information. I'm going to take in this information. I'm going to take in this information. And then I'm going to, uh, piece it all together and take the most logical response that I can come up with. And then that's how I will respond. So, um, when the Capricorn, when the moon's in Capricorn, you can expect sort of, um, things to like quiet down a little bit. Um, and for things to come back down to earth a little bit, um, you know, people will, will, be a lot more composed and a little bit more like, um, you know, like it's a, it's an earth sign. So the way that a Capricorn is in its its appearance is important to them. Um, so, you know, we'll like, we'll see that sort of like people are looking sharp. Um, one thing about Capricorn energy is good because it will see things through. So all of this sort of like, um, crazy high energy stuff that you thought about when the moon was in Aries or when the moon was in Sagittarius, like when all that passion sort of comes out, because as are both fire signs, which are, you know, known for their passion, uh, when Capricorn comes in, it's sort of like, great, I'm going to take all of this passion and I'm going to organize it in a way so that it can be effective and efficient, Um, and because Capricorn is really good at seeing things through, this is the time when you're going to want to go back to those projects that you started when the moon was in Aries and then put on the finishing details that you avoided because they didn't seem as fun. Capricorn has the patience to do the sort of like mundane and tedious things that like, you know, you don't necessarily want to do when the moon's in Capricorn. This is always when I work on my website because I hate working on my website. Um, and so it's sort of like a good time to do the jobs that are not, necessarily very fun to do, but need to get done. Um, you know, there's a lot of patience when it comes to Capricorn. So just enjoy that. Enjoy, enjoy patience within yourself and within others. It's a good time to like, you know, go outside, go for a hike because it is an earth sign. So anything that you can do to connect with the earth is going to be good. Um, it's a good time to make money. Capricorn is really status and money driven. So any sort of moves that you want to make to increase those two things in your life, it's going to be the perfect energy to harness for that. Um, one on the shadow side of Capricorn energy is it can become a little rigid. People may seem cold. They're not, they're just being composed and patient. Um, but capricorn sometimes has like a need for validation so don't be don't be stingy with the compliments because it will sort of like help uh remedy that in other people so when the moon is in capricorn and you might sort of seem shut down emotionally because, you know, you're focused on logistics because, you know, sometimes when we have to focus on logistics, we power down our emotions because we got to take care of business. This is a sign where it's like business, 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 business. I'm here to take care of business. Um, so just be mindful when the moon is in Capricorn that you might have to like in your partnerships or in your close friendships, just be like, you know, give a compliment uh, be mindful to show love and then just like get back to work and get back to details. Um, it's a really good, it's just a really good time for focus when it comes to magic. Um, anything that has to do with manifestation or organization, um, even, even clarity, I would say, because I think that Capricorn just has like a really pragmatic way of looking at things So if you tend to be, if you tend to be sort of like the dreamer type, you might want to use the Capricorn energy to just be like, okay, like I actually need to bring in some business sense and I need to call in business sense. Um, It's hard because artists and dreamers, there's like an energy to it where you have so much fun doing the creative things that, that the business aspect of things becomes overwhelming and unappealing. And there almost can be a resistance that is formed to it. So if you start working with like the cycles of the moon and you decide, okay, I'm going to embrace my Capricorn side because everyone does have Capricorn somewhere in their chart. And, you know, some people have heavier Capricorn influences than others. Um, but you know, tapping into your earth energy is going to help you with your manifestation It's going to help you get your life in order. This is where work comes from and don't be afraid of work just schedule it around the capricorn moon so you like doing it um capricorn and virgo especially are going to be the like you know type away whistle while you work sort of um sort of energies and signs um moving on from there we have crazy aquarius um uh, you guys are so nuts I, i love aquarius but you guys are freaking nuts um You know, this is, this, whenever the moon moves into Aquarius, I notice more psychic downloads happening and, um, you know, your clear audience might go up a little bit because Aquarius, even though it's the water bearer, it is an air sign. And so we will have like, you know, I feel like we're more inclined to have clear audience sort of messages come through, um, which is why when the moon is in Aquarius, uh, it can be a little bit like we might have insomnia. The same goes for when the moon is in Gemini. Like I, like if I can fall asleep, I'm amazed when the moon is in Gemini. Um, usually I'm tossing and turning in bed for a while. Virgo can get that way too, because it's ruled by Mercury, which is thoughts, um, But so, yeah, when we're looking at Aquarius, you know, just be open psychically to downloads and write them down because psychic downloads come quick and they come fast and then they're gone. So try to write down your psychic downloads and just like your epiphany and your aha moments. Um, This is a really good time to do creative problem solving and to sort of like break out of the way in which we do things. Um, Aquarius is... The rebellious one, of you know, of the signs, and this is sort of the energy that comes to shake things up when the way that the way that the system is working is the the way that the system is moving isn't working. So this is sort of like it's almost a little bit of a tower sort of energy because it's not afraid to just like f things up so that we can implement like better ways of doing things. Um, Aquarius rules sort of like social rebellion, uh, and politics will kind of come up a little bit more when the moon is in Aquarius. And it's a good time to, uh, touch base with your own political activism to do a fundraiser or, you know, even donate to a charity or, you know, send out emails to your senators and you know what we, we all really do have to pick up some political slack right now because there's a lot happening in our world and we need to make sure that we're stepping forward and putting our voices in. And when the moon is in Aquarius, this is the perfect time to do it because, uh, you know, there's a lot There are a lot of changes happening right now, and it's really, unless it's like your full-time job, it's really a difficult thing to engage with every day because it's emotionally taxing, it's upsetting, and it's triggering. And, um, you know, there's, you can do, you can do things to contribute to the social causes that are happening right now, but it's, it's very difficult to sustain every day and so, you know, and then once you sort of pull yourself out of it, it can be hard to get back into because you know that there's going to be pain, sur- you know, surrounding any sort of political thing that you look at right now or that you get involved with right now. Um, so, like, you know, if you if you kind of just set aside the time that like, hey, like once a month I'm going to be political, I'm going to do it when the moon is in Aquarius Um, and then at least I'm taking action versus no action. If you want to be political more than that, and if you want to like fight for change more than that, more power to you, I think that's fantastic. But if you're a person who knows that they need to get involved, but are having a hard time with it, um, do it when the moon is in Aquarius and you will feel connected. You will feel connected to, um, wanting to make the world a better place. And yeah, you know, There is a lot going on right now that's hard to deal with, especially if you're a sensitive person. Um, But when the moon is in Aquarius, you'll sort of get that energy and that desire to um, like you'll feel connected to the work and you'll feel good about it. If you skip over the Aquarius energy and you don't do anything, um, then that's when, you know, you'll have you'll have a harder time as the moon moves into Pisces um because Pisces is extremely sensitive. So Aquarius is sort of like your chance to do some good work before uh we get really really sensitive and feel the collective a lot because Pisces energy is the most tapped into the collective. So Aquarius is your chance to to try to put some good into the world. Um it's also, you know, outside of politics, it's it's the sign that rules evolution and genius. So, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys, th- my windows open and there's like, I don't know, a kid screaming. So I'm sorry if that's distracting. Um, okay. So um, on the shadow side of Aquarius, it can, it can be a little bit mean when others don't agree with their morals. So try not to get into like, I'm just, okay. I'm not going to, I think we all need to be having conversations right now. I'm just going to say that when the moon is in Aquarius and you talk to your like crazy Trump loving aunt, it might turn into a bigger argument than you anticipated. Um, and it could be coming from your end or their end, but it's like Aquarius energy doesn't have a lot of patience for thoughts that don't resonate with their own moral compass. Um, so if you want to have, uh, if you want to have a political discussion and I think that we do need to be having conversations with people who are maybe older and more leaning towards the right and who, you know, haven't invested as much time sort of studying what's going on right now. I think those important, those conversations are important right now. Maybe do it when the, when the moon's in Libra versus when the moon is in Aquarius, uh, unless you want that fight, cause it might happen, but people don't always respond to that. People I find will usually respond to a gentler touch when it comes to political views versus, and you know, when it comes to anything, like (laughs) whenever someone like tries to get sassy with me about something, I'm like, okay, like you can eat a dick, uh, get out of here. So, but when someone's like comes to me from a, like from a balanced and logical and calm point of view, like I will, I will listen to that person more than I will listen to like a, a raving lunatic. And I understand that there are reasons to be a raving lunatic, but it's just like, if you want that, if you want that, reception in your conversations I say the moon and Libra is a good time to have those conversations um outside of that when the moon's in Aquarius get creative uh you probably have artistic breakthroughs if you're artistic so get on it you know and when you have when you have those epiphany moments when you have those aha moments write them down document them um you know, when the moon's in Aquarius, I think right now we should all be doing some sort of magic for social change because we're witches and it can't be the only thing that we do, but lend your magic to the cause, you know, lend your magic to causes. Um, and then also like if you're having a creative slump, you know, if you want some genius in your life, you can call on Uranus, um, call or or call on Aquarius, like the Aquarian moon, um, to shake things up when the moon's in Aquarius. Also, it's going to get unpredictable. So it might not be the best time to do magic because it's very un- it's very unpredictable energy. Um, okay, so our last sign uh, when the moon moves into Pisces, this is like uh, I I always dread it, and I'm so sorry. Like I know I shit on Pisces all the time, but it's because like my energy, like my energy responds to Pisces energy. And I'm not a fan. Like my cap rising is just like, no, let's like pull it together. And Pisces energy, it's like so sensitive that you will feel the whole entire collective. So with the moon is in Pisces, it can be a really difficult aspect for empaths because, uh, you will feel the hurt of everyone. Um, you know, Pisces feels everything. Pisces is the, you know, the most, the most empathic sign. It is, um, I don't know if it's the most psychic sign. I don't know that I would agree with that statement, but I think it's the most empathic sign. I think they feel the most and they're very, very sensitive, um, which is why, you know, like when the moon is in Pisces, you have to be mindful of your backbone because that's one of the things that, that Pisces are notorious for is that, you know, they're, they're like a fl- they're the fish. They sort of flop around and, and it, it's good for them because they can sort of, um, you know, maneuver and swim through different currents. But, you know, when they need to, uh, set up a boundary, it can be really difficult for Pisces, you know, fishes don't create dams, fishes go downstream. So, Um, you know, if, if, if the, if the moon is in Pisces and you don't want to be extra sensitive, maybe you should do a meditation where there's like when you're being protected by a dam around you. Um, you know, Pisces, I think, I think that like when the moon is in Pisces, it's kind of a good time to do any sort of magic. Um, but it's a really good time for like collective healing magic and just sort of like, meditation is going to be really good and really important when the moon is in Pisces because especially if you're a water sign like there's you know if you have a lot of heavy water element you know if you've got if you've got a heavy watery chart um it's just you feel you feel things the emotions really come through and you know Pisces when when the world is in a good place it feels really good and we all sort of like vibe together but when there's as much trauma that's happening right now, it can be really, really, really hard. And the energy can feel really heavy and really low. Um, So watch out for, you know, if if you feel low energy and you feel like you've been wiped out, you might want to look and see if there are heavy Pisces, you know, if the moon's in Pisces right now, because it could just be that you're feeling you're taking on the collective grief. So it's a good time to do um, some light work just to help counter that out and balance it out. Um, Scorpio is good for shadow work. Pisces is going to be good for light work. Um, cancer, you know, now since I'm going through the water signs, Scorpio is good for shadow work. Uh, Pisces is good for light work and Cancer is good for crying in your bathtub and nurturing yourself. <laughs> um, with the Pisces energy as well, you know it's, it's ruled by Neptune. Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Neptune is the, this is, this is where my hangup comes with Pisces. Neptune is the planet of illusion of, um, deception basically. So when the moon is in Pisces, people can get a little gaslighty. And so there's a, there's a really, really beautiful dreaminess that comes along with Pisces energy. And I'm not singling out the sign of Pisces. Like when I, when I say like, Oh, I hate Pisces. Um, it's just because there are certain aspects of Pisces energy that really bother me. And it's the fact that, you know, uh, Neptune rules sort of like illusion and dishonesty and it, it can create a really beautiful alluring front, but it's haze. And we don't necessarily see things clearly. So carry your quartz, carry some clear quartz uh, and use some lemon oil when the moon is in Pisces, just so that you can sort of like keep your uh, discernment about you and just be on guard about the fact that like things may not be exactly as they appear. Now on the plus side of that, it can make for really nice, dreamy, beautiful dates. And it can make for really nice, beautiful, like surreal moments in nature. I mean, if you, if the moon's in Pisces and you like to hike and spend time in nature, go do that because you'll just be like, Oh, everything's amazing and beautiful. And I feel at one with the earth and like, you'll, it'll be the immediate earth. So you'll feel just like connected to a babbling brook. And it's really nice. And, I, and when Pisces energy is is in its positive aspects, it, like there truly is nothing better because it's so dreamy. It's so light. It's almost like, I don't know, like just talking about it, like it makes me feel high, like Neptunian and Pisces energy. Like it can make you feel high when you're not high. And when you are high, it makes it really nice in addition to it. Like it, it just, it smooths things out and it makes them nice. But it's also, it's like, you know, charm and charisma comes in here and, you know, a snake can put on Pisces energy and trick you and not and not be dishonest. And this is like uh, this is just like where gaslighting comes from. So just use, you know, use your discernment. Now, when it comes to magic as well, glamour magic, dude, use Pisces energy for glamour magic because glamour magic, you know, it's sort of like it's not an illusion of beauty, but a little, like a little bit of it does. It's a little bit of like an illusionist magic. So, um, especially, you know, if like Venus and Pisces are having good aspects to each other, um, I would, I would do some sort of glamour magic and it's a good time to set, like, if you want to romance someone, it's a really good time to romance someone just because it's dreamy and it's light and it's whimsical, but it's just like, you know, be a good person when the moon is in Pisces. Don't assume that other people are good people. You know, you don't have to be like suspicious of everyone. That's more of a Scorpio energy. But you know, don't leave don't leave your Scorpio at home either. You know, uh, incorporate your discernment when the moon is in Pisces. And with that being said, I, I think we're I think I'm wrapped up the episode. Um, you know, go to I'm just like trying to think if there's anything else that I'm supposed to say, but I don't think so. Um, I'm gonna be having my new podcast come out probably in the next month or so. I hope you guys hop over. Um, I will be offering, um, you know, again, a raffle for free readings, but I'm still doing that now with witch doctorate. And if you can show me that you wrote a a five-star review for both witch doctorate and the new podcast, I'll enter you into my monthly raffle twice. And with the new podcast, I'm going to raffle off like crystal kits and stuff like that too. So it'll change every month and it'll be really fun. Um, other than that, you know, I, I am available for readings, astrology, psychic, psychic mentorship, I've updated my website, rainbowglitterstar.com. I should be having a house house cleansing, um, house blessing kit up there in the next week or so. I'll make announcements to reflect it. You can find me on Instagram at witchdoctorate or at rainbowglitterstar is my main page. And that's probably where you'll see the most activity uh, and with that being said, I feel like I'm forgetting something, especially cause I was just talking about Pisces energy and Pisces can get a little bit forgetful. So yeah, make a to-do list when the moon's in Pisces anyway. Um, I love you all and until next time, take care of yourself and each other. All right. I get a puppy or by the time this airs, I get a puppy. I get a puppy tomorrow on Monday. I get my puppy. I'm so excited. I'm going to die. All right. I love you. Goodbye.